I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to So I Got Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast, where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to Jack Rabbit, Dylan B. Jones, and horror, Juno Dawson. Hello. The horror. <laughs> the horror. The horror. The horror. Um, and they think you're a big horror. <laughs> I knew one of us was getting jackrabbit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've complained about the Jewish-themed puns before, but they did use them quite well in this episode, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite enjoyed them. Um, yeah, so we're well into season six now. What is it? Episode... We're well in. Episode eight. I want to say episode eight, which is called... The Catch. The Catch. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say something shocking really up front. I was bored. Oh, no. I was, mm. yeah. Well, do you know what? It, it's interesting you say that. I wasn't I wasn't bored per se, but I did mm. at one point stop the episode and, and like, think, how long is this episode? <laughs> I paused it. <laughs> I paused it. And for a show that's, like, less than half an hour long, that's not a great sign, that's is it? That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. Um... I was distracted by my phone, realised, oh, fuck, you have to watch this for your podcast, and ended up rewinding it. So I kind of had to, I was, and for me, that is such the test of how a show is doing. Mm. If, if I pick up my phone, something is going badly wrong. Um, well, for me, that's uh, the, that's one of my only tests at the moment for... For movies because we've said before like with mm-hmm. movies like I've said like anything but bored at this point like there's just so much out there at the moment with both movies and tv shows like my main yeah. thing is like anything but bored <laughs> like shock me like disgust that. me but mm. as long as I'm not bored yeah mm. anything but bored I'm going to apply that to my life and my career <laughs> thank you thank you Dylan B. Jones um um anything but bored please open your pothead synopsis um, so the, uh, ooh, <laughs> I'm stumbling on my, <laughs> I was so bored that I can't do my potted synopsis for the first time ever. Um, no, so Charlotte's, Charlotte's wedding is the end of, again, take two. Yeah, take two is the big kind of thing that the episode's leading up to, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Charlotte's wedding, uh, which is sort of entertainingly eventful. <laughs> but we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Um, Miranda sort of is is grappling with with Debbie with Steve's new Steve's mm-hmm. new flame. 
um, whose shoes and nails are both acrylic. <laughs> well, we'll come to that. That was not Miranda Hobbs's finest hour. No, Miranda Snobs. Miranda Snobs. Mm-hmm. Um, Samantha can't get her bracelet off. <laughs> so that's her story. Wow, heavy, heavy stuff <laughs> heavy, this week. Yeah. Heavy uh, societal issues for Samantha to contend mm-hmm. with this week. And Carrie meets jackrabbit carrie has bad sex again <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and it's all kind of tied rather loosely to this concept of like catching there are lots of kind of very tenuous themes about catching people being a catch things catching what's on other the, what's things what's the question we have to answer this week i was so bored i didn't even take down the question i think the question is actually not too bad i think we can get some mileage out of the question it Which is, is what? It is. When did it stop being fun and start being scary? So it's about like, oh. yeah, and it's about okay. like um, getting a bit older. Like the context of it, Carrie was like when you when you when you're in your twenties, you're just reckless and blah blah blah. But then when you get a bit older, you start to be a bit more cautious. Um, it's so scary. Yeah, I'm gonna say we, my husband and I, are putting our house on the market. It's horrible. I don't want to do it. I just want to go back to being. I want to be 24 again and looking at horrible studio flats in Kemptown <laughs> for 490 pounds a month. <laughs> but like, you, I just oh, it's too much responsibility. I don't like it. Move you, over, Brady. And you just Brady in his crusty the clown. T-shirt, <laughs> which was my favourite <laughs> yeah. fashion moment from this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you just adulting, like it, it just always comes as a shock, doesn't it? Every time. Mm. Yeah, I don't like it, and I don't feel any older than I did in my twenties. Mm. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm sure I've rabbited on about this before because it's one of my favourite things to rant about. But it would help if, because um, Chris and I are like doing some adult things at the moment, like thinking of buying somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And in no way, way am I complaining to be in that very privileged position. But also, whenever mm. it comes to these kind of situations, I'm like, it would be great if we learned things like this in school. Like, yes, I can talk about Motton Bailey Castles and Oxbow Lakes until the cows come <laughs> come home. But do I know how to buy a house? No. <laughs> Take so as your elder, as your trans elder, <laughs> yeah. I will say that. It is reassuring to know that people do this all the time and it's fine. That's why I'm telling myself that as much as you, because I've never, this was our first flat. So I've never sold a flat before. It's very complicated. Mm. Um, But um, people do this all the time Mm. and it's fine. But you know, you're right. Like it feels we weren't given the right life skills in school in so many ways. Mm. And at the time of recording, although at the time of any of our recordings, one of my books is Under Fire Again. This book is gay. It's my book about sex education, which was I wrote that book to tell teenagers the things that schools were not teaching them, like like for queer teenagers, like how to stay safe, you know, how to meet people, you know, how, you know, and you know, so even when we do try to prepare young adults for the big bad adult world you just get criticized for it so mm. yeah i was going to I ask you about that cuz it's been a bit uh it's been quite the furore recently hasn't it yeah it's it's wearying there's there's fuss in both north america and cluster home as well and 
you know, a lot of it is straight up misinformation. There was um, people, I'm off to it now, but people sent me pages that people are claiming are in this book is gay about fisting. Mm. Um, like if you are someone who has access to the internet, you can find out what fisting is in less than 10 seconds. But the fact of the matter is there that that was not from this book is gay. I don't know what that paragraph was from, but there is no, there is no information about fisting in this book is gay. And if there had been, it would have been age appropriate because I would have said, if you see the word fisting on the internet, do not click that link <laughs> because you are not ready for it. Um, and so it just feels that it's not actually about the content because the content that there is in the book is taken out of context and it's being willfully misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, and it, and it really, it's because it is a right wing agenda. Yeah. Kind of, which is, you know, that is one of the tricks of the far right at the moment is to portray any liberal person as being a groomer, you know, whether you are, you know, watching Drag Race, doing Drag Queen story hours, whether you are, you know, letting kids watch Euphoria, you know, you're a groomer. And and that is a very organized attempt, you know, that there are forums where groups are organizing and saying this is this is what to do. Mm. Um to kind of shame people online. But I, I know that this book is gay was written to make life easier for LGBTQ teenagers. Mm. And I read it because, you know, this gaslighting, it really got to me, you know, it got in my head and I was like, did I accidentally write like a really sexually explicit book? You know, like, oh my God, have I accidentally written pornography? And so I got it out and it's so PG-13. Like you would not even believe it. Yes, it's a little bit cheeky in places, but, you know, it's kind of, if, my God, if you are using This Book is Gay for pornography... (laughs) Get treat it. yourself <laughs> watch some real porn my god kind of <laughs> yeah so no i'm not i've not accidentally written an inflammatory text but um it's the, it's just a technique of the far right at the mm. moment um ignore it mm. it is it's absolute garbage and prob- it's a lot of its bots as well i think but anyway <laughs> um Back to Sex in the City. Yeah, not a huge amount for Miranda this week. And I can also see what you mean about being bored. It felt This is one of those episodes where it felt like they were slightly clutching at straws for storylines. They were like, right, we know we've got Charlotte's wedding. What else mm-hmm. can we... What are we doing? What are the other characters doing? And the answer was not much, really. It's interesting. This one almost rounds out a little trilogy with the last two episodes where you had... Harry proposing, then you had the sort of hen well, it wasn't really a Hindu, but they were out to celebrate Charlotte's engagement, and then all of a sudden we're at her wedding. Yeah. So either either this wedding was thrown together really, really fast, or we have had a little time jump from Burger. Um I wonder if maybe there was a little transmission delay in America. Maybe there was a Christmas break in the middle or something. I don't know. Yeah, but possibly. all of a sudden all of a sudden we're fully, fully at Charlotte's wedding, which is quite unexpected. Um, Let's start as ever with Carrie. Um, Now, Dylan, both of us have been journalists. Yeah. Have you ever been asked 
for no obvious reason to perform circus skills. No, but if I had, I would have been fully on board with it. I once did the Crystal Maze as a right to to do a write up of it. Um, no, but that was because they were doing a Pride event. But like, but like at first, I was like. Why this is so implausible? Like, why would a sex mm. columnist ever be asked to do a trapeze? But then, like, you do sometimes get asked to do things that you would never otherwise be doing. Um, and this is yeah pre-influencer days as well. So kind of influencers get asked to do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Um. We we have been asked to do crazy shit around this podcast. That's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I did. Could I? understand what possible column Carrie was going to be writing about this kind of maybe it was kind of maybe it was kind of like some sort of piece of the new ways to stay fit in New York yeah a bit like one of those Guardian pieces where they sent different writers to do different things so maybe like somebody else was doing hot yoga and somebody else was doing belly dancing and then Carrie was being their trapeze woman. Yeah, that's Maybe. kind of that's kind of what I thought of, like that kind of thing. But it was again very tenuous and there was like a sort of joke about swinging swingers in there like something about swingers. Um the main bit that sh- that made me um bought that I balked at <laughs> was mm-hmm. um, the fact that it was two hours she was like two hours later I was like you've been doing that for what you've been doing that for two oh. hours and Stanford's just like been sat there for two hours like yeah why does she always drag her friends to this stuff she's like... not a very independent person <laughs> yeah and then at the end all of them are there watching her do mm-hmm. it and it's like just go by like and Come on, you, let's be honest, you would only go once, wouldn't you? Like, you wouldn't mm. go multiple times to this, like, trapeze yeah. thing. Unless some of my friends do have unexpected hobbies. <laughs> I'm a big fan of an unexpected hobby where your friend's like, oh, I can't, I'm going to my swing dance class. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, so maybe maybe Carrie got a... Maybe she liked the adrenaline rush or something, although... Notably, she's not very good at it. No. In that she fails, she fails to make the catch. And then there is the adage about she has a safety net. Mm, yeah. And it's her friends. I feel like it was just all there as like a narrative, a nice little narrative hook, wasn't it? Yeah. Not not a very interesting one. No, no. But- uh, okay, so anyway, it's all an excuse because she is single and ready to mingle and Harry sets her up with Howie Halverstein. <laughs> now, do you want to know my tea about Howie Halverstein? Oh, I think because I did a little bit mm. of last minute research as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, so I got a random email from my American publicist a couple of weeks ago Um Obviously, at the moment, because of the furore around This Book is Gay, I'm getting all kinds of strange media offers from North America. So this is Howie Howie Halberstein, a.k.a. the Jackrabbit. Brian Callan, yeah. Brian Callan. So the actor Brian Callan wanted me to go on something called The Brian Callan Show, which is his podcast. (laughs) However, it turns out that he is allegedly really trash, He was accused by multiple women of rape and sexual assault in 2020. Um, 
He was immediately let go from his role on The Goldbergs, which is a long-running 80s set sitcom in which he played a PE teacher. And he also had already achieved a level of kind of online fame through a podcast called The Fighter and the Kid, um, which was, I think, quite a big podcast that he did with an ultimate fighting champion. But basically, the reason he wanted me to go on his podcast was that he wanted to do a debate about trans issues. Oh, so this is kind of, this is what he's doing now. So he's on his, he's on the, I got cancelled publicity tour. (laughs) I don't know. These are all alleged things, Mm. but I think the fact that he has become, you know, a lot of his, the talking points on his podcast are quite right wing kind of he's appeared on is it joe rogan's podcast oh wow alarm bells red flag yeah so um so yeah so him being shit in bed in sex in the city one time in 2002 is kind of the least of his worries but um (laughs) yeah so he comes with a major major health warning basically and will i be going on the brian callan podcast absolutely not no (laughs) shout out i have my own podcast brian (laughs) where i can say whatever the fuck i want hi brian if you're listening (laughs) <laughs> um, allegedly allegedly um well it's it's in the public sphere if you google brian callan yeah, the right accusations there. there for us to read i don't know what's true and what's not true but the story is there for you to read on the internet yeah so right how he held the um, he fucked up carrie's back and then he went on to allegedly harm women yeah i did um as much as i hate to say it in light of what we've just said i did find this storyline the most entertaining of the episode largely down to sjp's brilliant as always awkward acting Mm. (laughs) Um, should i tell you what i did like should i tell you what i really liked mm. how gorgeous sarah jessica parker looked at the rehearsal dinner. Yes. Where she's wearing like this gorgeous shirt dress and then her hair is kind of very casually swept back into an updo. And she looks so amazing. Now this is, here's a mouthful, but she looks like how I want to look as a woman in my 40s, (laughs) kind of, in that she looks really fashionable, quirky, but also age appropriate kind of. Yeah. And like very casual, like casual. And I think that's why, Mm -hmm. because it caught my eye as well. We very rarely see her in like a casual look really. Like it's Mm -hmm. usually like really, really far one one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like either a nighty or like a ball gown. (laughs) Like there's Mm. there's rarely like an in-between. Yeah. It didn't look like a carry outfit. Yeah. At all. Because she was wearing dangly earrings as well and that she doesn't normally wear a lot of kind of like dangly jewelry. She looks quite boho and she has done the boho thing before but in like a very different way. She Um, looked like she was running a gallery or something. Kind of quite brighten y. It was quite a brighten outfit. Yeah. Um, Um, And very like the sort of girl or the sort of woman who you might see at like a house party in Dalston, maybe. Like mm, having having like a glass of wine. Um, It got me thinking I should put my hair up more often. mm, That's what I thought, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she does shag Howie. And it's really funny. It is really because funny. Because it is the, the bed <laughs> shaking, the water 
Um, it's quite like, and I had sort of the same reaction as Stanford when she's telling Stanford about it afterwards, and she, and he's like, "A straight man's still allowed to do that with women." And I was a bit like, <laughs> when I was watching it, I was a bit like, "Oh God, like this is quite sort of ex- extreme." Um, yeah, I felt bad for Carrie. <laughs> Carrie points out and it's beautifully written that they had sex like teenagers in that he's really bad at it and she doesn't say anything. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. Because now as, as an adult, you just don't tolerate it. You would just be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> no, not like that, like this. And, then... and so there is a, there's an argument there to say that Carrie, as a powerful sex columnist in her late 30s, should have taken control of the situation and never let it get that bad, kind of. Yeah, and then it's weird. I expected her to say something when they're outside the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does it, but she does sort of make an excuse, but she never like tells him. And I'm like, just tell him. Like, what? and then he's like, and this was very funny when he's like, if I knew you were just using me, I wouldn't have made love to you like that. And then <laughs> her face is just like, what? <laughs> but I think, I know, I, okay, Dylan, have you ever been with a person who is clearly very impressed with their moves (laughs) and like obviously someone has told them that they have like an amazing distinctive like special move and you're just kind of like no but they're nothing of the sort um um, yeah i'm sure i have yeah i can't think of a specific example oh i've had like people like saying things to me like during and i'm like don't like what just like oh um oh i like (laughs) (laughs) it's it's when when someone was like oh i can't believe this is actually happening and i was like don't (laughs) say that (laughs) don't say that to me Was it from this podcast? Is it, I can't believe I'm having sex with Dylan from So I Got to Thinking. <laughs> no. Could you pretend to be Juno next? <laughs> but yeah. Well, so yeah, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but I know that ick. The ick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember once a guy, this, well, this is so long ago. This is many, like 20 years ago. It was a man... He was a paramedic, of all things. And he'd, like, obviously been told that this was, like, his special move. But it was, like, sort of, like, <laughs> like like an Usher dance move, but during sex. Like, with, so the, with was, the pelvis? Like yeah, that. there was, like, a pelvis <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, no, no, <laughs> not good. I think no. I'd feel a bit kind of woozy if someone did that to me i feel a bit like i'd just been on the waltzes mm. <laughs> like yeah there was like a swirling motion yeah it wasn't <laughs> no in the words of usher not yeah it was no um um what was i waiting on about oh yes so yeah bad sex then she throws her back out <sighs> now i loved Carrie's look at the rehearsal dinner what I did not enjoy was her look at the wedding and if I was Charlotte I would have sent her home to do her hair different (laughs) because that hair is not going to be in my fucking wedding pitch it's alright I'm so glad you said that that like what is it like milkmaid 
What did it? It yep. reminded me of like a sort of traditional, Heidi. yeah, traditional Austrian Eurovision mm-hmm. outfit dress. <laughs> it's very that scene in um, Charlie's Angels where they're playing the tuba outside. <laughs> yeah. You know, where they're just as kind of like Swedish milkmaids, kind of. It's it's giving that. Kind of. <laughs> but no, there will be. I mean, thankfully, none of my bridesmaids came to my wedding dressed as Heidi, so I didn't have to have words with anyone. But um, still. <laughs> It was, yeah, again, not the look. <laughs> no. Um, I think now is a good a time as any to take a break. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about Carrie this week other than, again, Sex and the City, always best when Carrie's single. Yeah. Because shit like that can happen. <laughs> um, so, well done. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie, for your services to comedy podcasts Um, and we'll be back in a minute to talk about Charlotte's wedding don't go anywhere hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. Um, we're talking about season six, episode eight, The Catch, where you are cordially invited to the second wedding of Charlotte York. Um, and I would say this is very much a Charlotte episode. Yeah. Um, comedy gold in Central Park. 
um, teaching Harry how to smile. Um, um, really, really great bit of dialogue when Harry's like, I thought the brief was to act natural. And Charlotte says, that's what I'm trying to get you to do. <laughs> so like, just like so Charlotte, like trying so hard to make something natural that it, it just comes across as contrived. Um, I, I enjoyed sitting that. On a sitting on a Burberry blanket in yeah. the middle of Central Park in suits and <laughs> yeah. um, not smiling too much and definitely not kissing because kissing pictures are tacky <laughs> yeah, but um, it goes horribly wrong when a stray blob of ink um, <laughs> makes Charlotte look like Hitler I mean which, <laughs> in the words of Harry in fact or no Charlotte earlier in this is what now I can't say anything because you mentioned the Holocaust yeah so yeah. that's the it's the, it's the end what do you we know say? when somebody mentions the Holocaust that's that's the end of that um <laughs> but this all ties into the notion that is it um Harry or someone or someone who tells them that the more chaotic the wedding oh, the Carrie. more successful the marriage Carrie says that okay Mm. Um, so obviously you know this now we are going to throw back to season 3 where she had the perfect wedding to Trey McDougal beautiful Vera Wang dress gorgeous lovely bridesmaids big church whereas now her second wedding is cursed but we know that 25 years later she's still with Harry Goldenblatt so maybe maybe Carrie was correct yeah and they're um, they're happy for now, mm-hmm. um, unless Che you Diaz... You don't know, maybe next season Che Diaz will move <laughs> over to Charlotte. Oh my God. Hey, it's Che Diaz, Charlotte. <laughs> you know what the scariest thing about And Just Like That is? I, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, nothing's nothing's off the table. <laughs> oh, God. Um, if they killed Harry, That's I it. would riot. Yeah. I would riot. That's it is it. one thing to kill Mr. Big. But don't you dare come for Harry Goldenblatt. If they kill Harry um, Goldenblatt, me, you and Clara Ampho are marching to the HBO Max studios in London. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've got studios in London. <laughs> well, while we're there, we can talk about their reboot of Harry Potter as well. Oh, my <laughs> God. Fucking hell. Why? <laughs> I just quickly, just quickly, like Chris Go and on. I were talking about this earlier. Bearing in mind this will come out a few weeks, like I'm, I'm sure the news will have developed by the time this comes out. Mm. But I said to Chris, like, just why are they, apart from anything else, why are they bringing it upon themselves? Do they not realise how much of a ball ache this is going to be for them in so many ways? <laughs> like, I just... It's, oh. it's depressing from a TV point of view as yeah. well. It's kind of like, kind of, oh, fuck, yeah, let's just tell that tale again. Oh, anyway... Yeah. Mm, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that one. Should we, HBO do a, Max. should we do an episode by episode podcast of it when it comes out? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. There. I've said it. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So everything that goes wrong, it's very slapstick. We have Samantha tossing pearls everywhere. Showgirls moment. Yeah. She spills wine down herself. Harry can't break the mezuzah. Um, what else? Oh, my favorite favorite bit is Cynthia Nixon's acting during her speech, where she's <laughs> d- delivering a really heartfelt speech and then just screams and screams and screams <laughs> like comedy gold. I don't know if someone. I don't know if. I don't know if um, Miranda has ever shrieked before. It's one um, of those. It's, it's one of those where you think where you can tell 
felt like it's a slight mix of like the actor like slightly freaking out as well because the paper like really does go up very quickly. <laughs> um, you can see her being, you can see Cynthia Nixon being a, being a bit like, oh Christ. Um, and then Anthony Marantino's nice speech though. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> hon. Uh, sorry, sorry, hon. Great speech though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great. It really picked up like towards the. Towards the end, it yeah. was a great the, sequence. The, the wedding, the wedding sequence was lovely, and yeah. Howie's Howie's drunk speech as yeah, well. That was good. Um, and one of my favourite bits about it was after Carrie kind of gives Charlotte the pep talk in the toilets. Mm-hmm. Charlotte just kind of like accepting it a bit and being like, "Oh, okay, fine." Like even when her dress starts dragging in like what is presumably pee, she's like, "Oh," <laughs> she like just sort of laughs. She's like, "What else can like it's got as bad as it's gonna get? I'm just gonna yeah. go with it." <laughs> and she doesn't fall off the horror in the end, so that's fine. And that's um, why that's why it's an effective scene because you expect things to like. I remember mm. when I first watched it, my anxiety with Harry with the mezuzah. I was like, some glass is going to go through his foot or something. Like it's going to be mm. so bad. <laughs> I think now, if we were to retouch on this wedding in and just like that, I think Charlotte would be really pleased with the day she had because I think, to be honest, in the end what you want from your wedding is some lovely photos, but more than that, memories. Mm, And I think stories. And I think that Harry and Charlotte, when they are talking with Lily and Rock about what was it like when mummy and daddy got married, I think to be able to tell the stories, oh, it was a disaster. Howie Harvestine was drunk. Miranda caught fire. Samantha's bracelet flew across the room, you know. How wonderful to be able to have those stories to pass on to Lillian Rock. And I think that's that's really amazing. Um That's true, actually. That's and, a really good point. Yeah. Like when when Max and I mull on, on our wedding day, you know, we we tell stories. And I think I can't tell you a story about Charlotte and Trey's wedding. And no. that's because well, other than the fact she nearly didn't walk down the aisle, but you know, because he came on her the night before by accident but um i think i suspect 20 years later charlotte probably thinks about her wedding day very differently yeah yeah that's a good point and yeah like i think that um yeah if you if you're trying to and it makes total sense that charlotte was trying to do this but if you're trying to plan everything too mm-hmm. too like rigidly then yeah i don't know maybe it's better that it's eventful yeah. Um, I loved her dress. I thought it was lovely. Very elegant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um what was they called it? Aud- um Audrey Hepburn a wits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be very um, beautiful. And the veil was very gorgeous with the scalloped edge. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't know really what there is to say about Samantha in this episode other than the fact she gets trapped in a dress. Yeah. And <laughs> This is ridiculous because as somebody who has been trapped in a dress, do you know what you do? You go and knock on somebody's door. Or I've I've once I once got a girl on reception in a hotel to zip me into a dress as well. <laughs> David Ames has zipped me into a dress <laughs> on the way to the Attitude Awards. You know, kind of there is always someone willing to help you with a zip. <laughs> but um you don't need a coat hanger or Smith Jared. It's fine. Um, yeah, again, clutching at straws slightly with the storyline. Mm. It was because it was a catch, like a catch on the bracelet or a catch on the, like, so tenuous. And, like, I'd rather, rather than you tying it into the 
title of the episode that mm-hmm. tenuously. I'd rather just have an interesting storyline that wasn't to do with the title, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe um, there was something else. Maybe cause by this point, obviously, we know things were not good. Maybe mm. Kim Cattrall had nixed some insane plot that she wasn't happy with or something. I don't know. She does get a good line. She says... You are insane for getting into a harness without even the hope of an orgasm to carry when she mm. talks about <laughs> Samantha is a Vauxhall go. Um. Yep. <laughs> well, you'd be hard pressed to find a sling in Vauxhall now. All, all the sex clubs shut down. So, Have you seen uh, the old chariots, the news about the, the chariots in Vauxhall? No, is it going to be Beth Bad and Beyond? So, for listeners who don't know, Pottery cha- Barn. For, pottery Barn, well, close. For listeners who don't know, Chariots is a, a gay sex venue, sauna, was in Vauxhall. Um, and it's getting turned into a spaceship escape room. <laughs> oh my God. May the ghosts of chlamydia pass haunt you, is I hope what I Everyone say. in there gets crabs. Right. <laughs> Just. No, I mean, when I heard that Chariots at Vauxhall was closing down, I was like, that's really sad. End of an era. Area. Yeah. End of an era. Yeah. You know, kind of, Vauxhall was a thriving gay community. And the fact it doesn't have a sauna, because Hoist went as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you can guess probably what happened at Hoist. <laughs> is, fi- is fire still going? Yes, yeah. Um, but I mean, the, RV, the RVT is there, and the RVT is a protected building. But still, imagine uh, there not being a sauna in Vauxhall. Ridiculousness. I know. Like how Gentrification is bullshit. How dare they? I used to love it. It used to always feel particularly kind of... I guess uh, cheeky <laughs> coming out of the sauna and then seeing like the MI5 building like directly opposite. <laughs> it was great. Well, not as cheeky as seeing all the staff from MI5 well, in Chariots. Also in the well, sauna, yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I have a question now. So does that mean, I mean, this might get edited out, but that, does that mean all the Chariots have shut? Because the one in Shoreditch went years and years ago as well. Yeah, so they're, all, they're all gone now, Chariots I think. is no more. Yeah, they're all gone. Mm. Yeah. Sucks or yeah. doesn't. It doesn't yeah. suck. <laughs> um, boo. Um, let's wrap up with Miranda, who I am going to pick a bone with Miranda mm. because shaming Debbie for her nails and shoes is bullshit. Mm. Steve, once upon a time, was a bartender, Miranda, and you effectively gentrified Steve Brady by introducing him to wealthy investor Aidan Shaw. You dragged him into your highfalutin life as a lawyer and now are criticizing him for having a working class girlfriend. Which, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's a deliberate decision from the show though to make her more threatening to Miranda because, um, and it's kind of a uh, clumsy way of doing it. But like they've 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 had Steve kind of date someone who's like very different from her, mm-hmm. but also quite similar to him. So maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, like the the. The snobbery is is apparent, isn't it? With the candle. And I believe further down the line, we found out that she is a Latinx woman as well. So she's also a woman of colour. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not a great look. No. And then also criticising your poor housekeeper slash nanny for failing to sweep under the bed. 
not, also, not a great week for Miranda. Also, while we're bashing Miranda, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure about that purple dress either. It was a bit like Disney villain, the purple dress that she's oh, with wearing. with the high collar thing. Yeah, odd. Was there a high collar? Yeah, yeah, there was a high collar. Um, mm. So yeah, bad week from <laughs> bad week from Miranda this week. Bad week from Miranda. Although, no, I mean... But then actually, even Debbie buying her the candle and her being... She bought me a fuming at receiving a candle. Oh, yeah, and then Samantha says women with candles have replaced women with cats as the new sad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Women with candles. Well, I think we've come full circle now because actually, if any show popularized the diptyque candle it was sex in the city (laughs) like i didn't know what the fuck a diptyque candle was before (laughs) carrie bradshaw had them so if anybody was responsible for the kind of the mass marketing of scented candles it was this show so oh my god and also miranda has a cat yeah fatty yeah so like samantha's like have replaced women with cats is the new side miranda has a cat Oh, wow. Yeah, harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, she now has a cat and a candle, so Miranda's <laughs> fucked. Um, I thought that was very ungenerous of Miranda throughout. Yes. Does she? Obviously, I was playing on my phone. So at any point, does she have a moment of self-realization where she reflects on the fact this is everything to do with her being hung up on Steve and nothing to do with Debbie? Well, she's sort of a bit like, and it's. I, I actually noted this down, it's more to do with Cynthia Nixon's acting. Like when mm. she's hiding under the bed and <laughs> there's a great sort of very brief shot of her like, sort of hauling her way out from under the bed and she's like rolling her eyes and you can tell she's I think that she's trying she's you can sort of see that she's like I'm being stupid here like mm-hmm. I'm a grown woman and I'm hiding under the bed um <laughs> <laughs> and then we just got lint all over her at the uh at the reception or or rehearsal dinner or whatever it is um mm. yeah so I think she know I think I think the takeaway is she knows she's being silly and I think if I remember rightly we get more of it she realizes fully next week think does she beat dr robert leeds next week when does dr robert leeds arrive that's got to be soon yeah i was i was wondering that oh because a few of our listeners have flagged that jules and mimi is based on a real show what real show it is based on itv's bob and rose Wow. Yeah. That was about a gay man with a cisgender woman. Oh, really? It's a Russell T. Russell T. Davis show, yeah. Oh, wow. And it came out So in, Bob and Rose. I'm just looking it up now. 2001. Mm. It was Alan Cumming of Jonathan Creek and um, oh, Alan Leslie Davies. Sharp. Alan Davies. Oh, Alan Davies. Sorry, Alan Cumming is somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I'm doing really well. Alan Davies of Jonathan Creek and... <laughs> I'm Leslie Sharp, who is one of my absolute favourite actors. Uh-huh. I think she's an astonishing actor. Um, that he is a gay man who unexpectedly falls in love with a cisgender woman. Oh. And I think he'd only ever got one season. I, I think it kind of came after Queer as Folk and wasn't quite as well received for whatever reason. But. Interesting. Um However, I wouldn't say it was a fucking thing like Jules and Mimi. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I wonder where this information is from because like a few people said that, so there must be it must be on paper somewhere that it was the inspiration. Yeah. Um, but there you go. There we go. Um, so the question we need to answer is: When did it stop being fun and start being scary? Mm. 
Um, do we have an exact day? I don't know. Um, <laughs> 20 March 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Well, that was when it. Okay, that was when it got really that was scary. When it got, if we thought it was scary actually, before. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because actually, in a post-pandemic world, some smaller life events have been slightly cast into relief by. You know, we we did yeah. go through something so traumatic as like a species to be told you need to go inside and not come out. Yeah. Like as social apes, you know, we didn't, we had to go through something incredibly difficult. So possibly now nothing, you know, selling a flat or starting to shop for a mortgage is never going to be as scary as perhaps it once was. Taking part in a trapeze class isn't as scary as you know, shoving a cotton bud up your nose five times a week to see if you're allowed in a recording studio. Oh, <laughs> which, is, which is the reality of our life, kind of. Sort of like, um, so um, may, maybe, I don't know, yeah, maybe this question is somewhat redundant in a post-pandemic world. And also the fact as well, we're living, you know, let's not forget, you know, the world is at war. Yeah. Um, we, we have a war. We have pandemic. We've been through recessions. Yeah. Um, we're living in a time of kind of unprecedented, kind of state-sponsored transphobia. You know, it's kind of this is this is really difficult times, and it is scary. So it's funny to look back now at the early noughties. and you know, when I was in my twenties, kind of. It's very hard to not look back at that with rose-tinted glasses and say, you know, that, yeah, life has gotten scary because it definitely has. I find it interesting when I watch, and we've touched on this before, I think, when I watch, like, shows from the 90s or noughties and one of the characters will say, like, or say something like, um, I think I was watching Ugly Bessie the other day that came out in, like, 2007, 2008. Golden, golden years in my eyes. Um... But one of the characters just says like, oh, and it, the world's just so screwed up at the moment and people need some hope. And I was like, you don't even, in 2008, like, what? you don't even know what screwed up is. Um, well, but you know what, what's really interesting is when you, sometimes in the dark night or when you wake up and see the front pages of the Times or the Daily Mail yeah. and you're like, oh my God, you almost get nostalgic for like <laughs> Theresa May <laughs> yeah. or, or David Cameron. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, oh, can you remember when, can you remember when evil was just less evil? <laughs> kind of, like George Bush, George W. Bush. And, oh, oh, Bush wasn't that bad. It's just, like, it's got like, to oh, point. God. It's become cartoonish now though. Like whenever they do something now, I'm just like, why? That is just so, that's like kicking, a, that's like Cruella Deville levels. Like, why are you doing this? And like, what are you benefiting? Ugh, anyway. <laughs> um, I was going to say with this question, when does it stop getting... Stop being fun and start being scary. Um, mm-hmm. I've noticed it on a more superficial level with my <laughs> with my age, like just physically. <laughs> um, so I've noticed that like my body isn't as invincible as it used to be. Um, on the way to my friends a couple of weeks ago, he lives in one of those ex council blocks with like concrete stairs, and mm-hmm. I fell up the stairs. And this was, oh. this was too, I like fell and was like, okay. Um, 
And this was like Is a it week- because you cheated on Natasha Biggs' husband And so now you've fallen <laughs> down the stairs chipped a tooth Karma Yeah, you chipped a tooth <laughs> And I said, I see you um, <laughs> But um, but my my like ribs still hurt And it was like a week ago So yeah, mm. not, as, not as young as I used to But that was my takeaway anyway <laughs> Wow <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, I think it's that ultimate question, would you go back again? Would you do it all again? Mm. And no, I don't think I would. I, I certainly wouldn't want to be a teenager again. I wonder it's about how how do you how do any of us return to kind of the level of insouciance that we might have had in our sort of twenties while still also having all the great benefits of having your shit together. Mm. Like all, all of my 20s, you know, I, and I am, I'm definitely, you know, doing an edit on my own life because my 20s, I was skint, just skint all the time. I was working Same. so hard, but I was always skint, never had any money, um, you know, had this constant sense of dread, like a real physical sense of dread that, you know, I was really poor and, but I was also having a lot of fun. So it's kind of and I do oh, think I, don't know. I do think you don't mind as much as well when you're in your twenties. Mm. Um, although, like you say, it's difficult to know whether we're looking back on it with rose tinted glasses because I like I have a few friends who are in their twenties, and I do notice like a difference, and not in a bad way, but like I do notice a real difference in their behaviours. And I remember myself behaving like that. Just that kind of slight lack of. Um, sort of uh, pre-planning and like um, thinking ahead, which can be both good and bad. Um, it means that, oh, something that something good that has come of not of, of getting a bit older and thinking about things a bit more is while I sometimes don't end up in the wild situations I used to, I also know when to not end up in like situations that might be boring or miserable or where I'll be queuing outside mm-hmm. a club for five hours in the rain. I'm just, I'm now old Ooh. enough to be like, no, actually I'm not going to waste my mm. life doing that. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's you know, mixed. you know yourself. You know yourself better as well. You know immediately, and you are able to express that as well in perfectly acceptable words. Like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to do that. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so I think life is still fun, but responsibility is always scary. Yeah. And also, also, we are living in scary times. Yeah. So do you know what? I think it's all right to be a little bit scared. <laughs> Why pretend? Why? You know, in, in, you know, possibly in the past, I would have been like, no, I'm, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. going to be fine. No, maybe it's all right to be like, no, no, I'm, I'm seeing that the world is very unjust. Yeah. And it does, and it does worry me. Yeah. So, uh, healthy, know. I think, to say that. It would yeah. be slightly concerning. To, to say anything else, I think, really. A lot of people do. I was with, I was at a beauty treatment the other day and the woman who was doing my beauty treatment was like, oh, I just don't watch the news. It's just so depressing. I just don't want anything to do with it. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, but you were a white cisgender woman. You know. What is it? About- I, I think being being able to swerve the news is an option until yeah. the news is literally about you all the time, kind of. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. When did it stop being fun? Anyway, <laughs> Sex in the City is still fun. Although, buckle up, listeners, because that's right. Next week, 
It's Juno's least favourite episode of Sex and the City of all time ever. Woman's right to shoes. Even the pun makes me want to pull my hair out. Um, We will be dissecting why I feel this isn't my favourite, but also I'm ready. I'm ready to try and forgive it. Let's see. And this is juicy because the week after is my favourite episode ever. So I interrupted. Yeah, so we've got your yeah, least... my favourite as well. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, it's, oh everyone's favourite. Everyone's favourite. <laughs> Jerry Halliwell is in it. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. So anyway, yeah, don't go anywhere, basically. So we've got two great weeks yeah. coming up on the pod. So yeah. stay tuned, listeners. Like and subscribe. Thank you, as ever, for listening. And we will see you same time next week. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.